From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio, back uh in the same place after uh, my trip to Hattiesburg and then uh, the hand raised guys on Sunday night that served as the Monday podcast. Good to be back with you. Talk a good bit of College World Series today as the bracket is set. The last two teams in yesterday, Stanford knocking off UConn and then the Auburn Tigers beating Oregon State in Corvallis two out of three. Sonny DeShera and the uh, and the boys there with Butch Thompson will open against Ole Miss on uh on Saturday night, somebody got the bracket right. I, you I got, got the, the bracket right. Got the bracket right. I was scolded on the board and told wrong. But when that person says I'm wrong, I usually know I'm right. So, so you felt good about it. It's kind of affirming when that particular okay. poster comes after me. Okay, so, you, you'll see him out at the at the golf club. Probably you can tell him I said hello. <laughs> that it is Saturday. It's not Sunday. And that I was not wrong. And they were playing the late game. It is it is Arkansas playing uh, playing the Stanford Cardinal. In it's the almost game. like I can then, read a bracket, you know. And then Ole Miss and uh, and Auburn from the uh, the nightcap there at now Charles Schwab Stadium Park, whatever it is. It yes. used to be TD Ameritrade. It's no longer it's Charles Schwab. No longer TD Ameritrade. So anyway, all right, good bit of college baseball today and a little football as well. There toward the end of the show, we will uh, talk about that on a show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. The Exxon Mobile app, download it, use it. Because you do that, you get a thousand bonus points. A thousand bonus points equals ten bucks with the Oxford Exxon. All Blue Sky locations up and down I fifty five, and throughout North Mississippi as well. And then here at home, the five sixty nine lunch special, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drink, and more. So take advantage of those things. And again, come to from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is the number. Call that number. Ask for our friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and he will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You will love the product. You'll absolutely love the service. They go far and beyond. Corey always says he wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove to you what that means when uh, you make the call, 662-257-1900. We will have guests joining us on the uh, Rafters Music and Food Hotline later in the week. Ben Mintz is going to join from Barstool, working on a uh, another guest as well. Uh, working a couple, in fact. They'll join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to go grab a uh, burger, a po' boy, great appetizers, great beer selection, full bar, and more there at Rafters if you're looking for a place to uh, watch the College World Series, the NBA Finals, the NHL, Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, is the U.S. Open this week? It is, in yeah. Brookline, Massachusetts. I should have known that because I was just watching Phil Mickelson get grilled in a press conference. Uh, so uh, a lot of stuff going on. Get out of the heat. It's considerable heat here in uh, Oxford uh, this week. So uh, Rafters would be a great place. Also Rafters in New Albany. And then don't forget Rafters on the water open at Sardis as well. Frozen margaritas. Uh, great beer selection, um, burgers and more there at Rafters on the Water at Sardis. Did you watch Auburn last night? I did. I didn't uh, watch all of it. I was flipping between that and um, 
game five of the finals. Mm-hmm. But um, Warriors win. They're up three two. Yeah, Celtics just just imploded. Yeah, it's just bad start. They lost game four, and that caused a game five. Yeah, but problem. they recovered yeah. in the second quarter from a bad start, and I thought, you know, they're okay. And then they they're not okay. Yeah, the Warriors get calls too. They do. The Warriors. There, there's there's almost a warrior rule that they get calls. Mm-hmm. If I were a Celtics fan, I'd be probably frustrated at the officiating a little bit. But uh, anyway, I watched that. I watched I watched enough of Auburn to have kind of two observations. Auburn won with two hits last night, maybe three. They didn't hit much. I mean, Deshera hit a hit a home run early for two of the runs. I don't know why you pitched to him or throw him. They they throw a fastball. Up and over the plate. I just don't pitch to him. He's not a threat on the base pass. Put him on. And he kind of hurt a wheel a little last night, too. Yeah. I just don't pitch to him. He's a prolific hitter, power hitter. Yeah. I mean, he truly is. People make fun of his body and all that stuff. He can drive the ball out of the yard. Whatever. That dude can crush baseballs. Yeah. So there's no reason to pitch to him. If you hang a curve to him, he will hit it 500 feet and he can turn on a fastball. There's no fastball that he can't hit. So just don't pitch to him. There's other dudes in that lineup that are good, but they're not like him. And then the back end of their bullpen, the closer, and I can't think of his name right now, is a stud. you got to avoid him, and you have to not pitch to share. It's, it's, otherwise, I mean, look. I mean, we'll get into a ton of this over the course of the week, but that was a huge win last night for Ole Miss. It's Auburn winning that game as far as opportunities. They've already taken two of three from the Tigers on the Plains. They don't have that stud arm like you're dealing with the Oregon State kid. If you got to deal with a left-hander going 94, 95, and very similar to kind of Palmquist, you don't right. want to deal with that in Omaha. So right. you get to avoid that. You get to avoid an offense that's much more kind of West Coast on you that can just hit it around a little bit, move runners. Auburn relies on some power a little more. I mean, it's look. I mean, Ole Miss can certainly lose to Auburn, but sure. the bracket is setting up pretty well for the Rebels from that standpoint. Um, we've got times for all the games. Oklahoma and Texas A&M are going to kick it off at 1 o'clock on Friday. Again, schedule change. I'll get into that in a second, but they've compressed the College World Series. That is wrong. The games are Sunday. Well, it is Friday and Saturday. Nope, Sunday. Uh, So Oklahoma, Texas A&M, a Southwest Conference battle, future SEC battle there between the uh, the Sooners and the Aggies. Your nightcap is Notre Dame and Texas. That's 6 o'clock on uh, on Friday. Link Jarrett, David Pierce. That'll be an interesting game. That will. That's a good game. That's a good yeah. game. Uh, and then on uh, Saturday, the uh, Ole Miss side of the bracket, the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Stanford Cardinal at 1 o'clock on ESPN. That's and a good the game. Rebels and the Rebels uh, and the Tigers at 6 o'clock. Arkansas-Stanford's interesting. I like them more than you do. I think Stanford is a title favorite. I think they can win the whole That's thing. That's what everybody says. I really like their arms over time. Yeah. I do in that yeah. part. Um, I, I think, They're frankly – I think that's Ole Miss's biggest challenge on its side of the bracket is Stanford. Um, now it's a four-team tournament; anybody can win the sure. thing. But you know, uh, for just for and I know it's been a minute and not even make it fun. But if you're not exactly understanding how the format of this works, it is another regional to win the to win the College World Series. You have to win a regional, a super regional, another regional, and another super regional. Correct. So these four teams will play a tournament among themselves. And then the winner will play the other side two out of three. That is uh that is the way this works. So, so Ole Miss plays Saturday and then again on Sunday. No, that, it's Monday. I, they have to play Sunday because I read it. 
They play Monday. You get a day off after the first game, no matter what. But then after that, it's it's a win loss thing. Like I've got the bracket right here, and this okay. actually is. I mean, this is fairly relevant because of just everybody to understand or anybody who's traveling and not necessarily uh, coming for the first game. So okay, yeah, first games are Saturday. Sunday is an off day for this side of the bracket. The other side of the bracket will play Friday, Sunday. This side of the bracket will play Saturday and then Monday. They will have Sunday off. Okay. So winners or losers on Monday. If you lose on, you know, you play the loser or whatever, just like a normal deal. If you lose on Saturday, to get through the bracket, you've got to win Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You don't get another. Once you lose, you do not get another off day after the first day. Got it. Um, If you win and if you just run this thing through cleanly, you would play Saturday, Monday, and then a championship on Wednesday. The if necessary on Thursday. Gotcha. So, yeah, no. If if you're if you're if you're if you're winning, you have Tuesday off too after you play on Monday. If you go two and zero, oh, you play Saturday, Monday, off on Sunday and Tuesday. Gotcha. So there's a Wednesday game and then a Thursday if necessary game, and then the championship series starts on Friday, Saturday, Saturday. They give a Friday day off, and then the championship series is Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Gotcha. But that's pretty compressed. The championship series used to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that's how many off days they've taken out of this. That's good. Out of this tournament, they are forcing teams to use three and four pitchers as starters. You can't just kind of rely on two in a in a, yep. in a Johnny Holstaff day, like you could in the past. But it also sets up to where if you have a couple starters, you still can use your one two the second time around in the championship series. Right. You know what I mean. You sure. can still stay on that. So. I, I mean, I'm I'm used to all the days off, but I don't hate this bracket. I don't mind the the changes here on well, this. Well, if you're going to charge eight hundred dollars a night for a hotel, you probably need to play the damn tournament. Go ahead and get on with it. Yeah, let's let's, let's go ahead and put a put, let's go ahead and get the ball in the air and see what happens. Yeah, that, that's the because it uh it's uh yeah it's uh it's a, little, it's a little expensive around the Omaha and area. And look, everybody wants to win it. I get it, but these eight teams, no matter how their seasons end. They will view this season as a success. The two zero and two teams will be salty for like a week, and then it'll be all right. They'll look back on it down the road and say we went to Omaha. Yeah, nobody goes. Hey, did you go one and two or zero and two when you got there? No. You got yeah. there. You were there. Yep. You're in the final four essentially from a per- like perception standpoint. Yes, and it's like making the college football playoff. You yeah. made the playoff. Yeah. Only one's going to win it. Yeah, it'd be great to win it, but but years down the road, you're like, yeah, we made the playoff in 2022. That's the way that works. I got asked that's on the board, too. I actually do think this part plays okay with Derek, but he can't still leave the ball over just the middle of the plate. I mean, that's just going to be in a gallop instead of out of the park. Yeah, it's, I mean, and it's, it's not, not even just the it's not even just the long ball. It's the hard contact. Yeah. I mean, he's he was getting squared up. Yeah, that's a hit no matter how yeah, big the I park mean, is. You know, if you're hitting rockets into the gap, it's you're still doing damage. That's probably probably fair, you know. And there are some big boys that can get the ball out of the yard here. I mean, it, it, it's not like they're playing in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's not the Polo Grounds. Okay, no, there's going to be some home runs hit. Yeah, like a little bit here. Like Tim Elko can hit a home run in this park. Caden Wallace can hit a home run in this park. I mean, come on. There are balls hit out of out of, out of Charles Schwab. Whatever. Yeah. I'm 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 going to call it TD Ameritrade nine times between now and. I kind of wish they'd stayed at Rosenblatt with the juice balls. Let's just have the just have the home run derbies. Probably a lot because it was faced the other way, so the wind was blowing out at Rosenblatt yeah. all the time. 
the wind blows in here well, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I haven't checked this in years, but I know back in the day, Creighton would play some games there, and during the early part of the year, they would hit a lot of home runs, and then once the weather warmed up and the wind started blowing a little bit, it would it would reverse and it would go the uh, it would go the other way. So yeah, that was a little bit of a, a thing there, but. Uh, I mean, later in the week we'll talk about it. You got to get two from each side. Who are you picking? Who do you not like to win each side of this bracket? I'll go easy on you. Give me two on each side. Two that I don't like. Either one. Well, I mean, that makes you have two. Sure. Two, so, um, on the first side, I think I like Texas over Notre Dame, and I I'm pretty sure I like Oklahoma over Texas A and M. Oklahoma's playing really well right they now. They are hot as a damn firecracker. And they should have hosted. And then on the other side, call me crazy, but I like Arkansas and Ole Miss. Both playing really well right now. I like. I mean, Arkansas is undefeated if the left fielder doesn't fall down in Stillwater. Sure. And then to come back and win like they did. And then that was the North Carolina team that was getting 10 runs a game in the postseason and and – Arkansas held them to three runs in two games. Is that what it was? Yeah, I mean that's pretty impressive. They're, they're they're getting a lot of pitching right now that they weren't getting earlier in the deal, and then Ole Miss is just hot as a firecracker right now. And I like Delusia a ton in this park. I mean, we talked about other guys, whatever. I do think it benefits Delusia. He gives up some hard contact, but it's a lot of kind of towering fly balls. I think you do you might run those down a little bit mm-hmm. in that park. He doesn't walk a ton of people. He's pretty efficient. I, Delucia is kind of the, the prototypical guy that benefits from that park. So, obviously, you get him up first, you put him on the mound, and you're going against Auburn. That almost will be a betting favorite against Auburn on, oh, sure. on Saturday. Sure. They will be the favorite to to, to take that. Um, and then after that, you're – I mean, if you could find a way – I mean, look, that's the goal of this thing. I mean, in 2014, the winner of Ole Miss and Virginia was most likely going to play Vanderbilt for the national title. Yeah. Um, if you win the first one, balls in Hunter Elliott's hand, you see what happens. Two days later, I mean, it, it is what it is. Well, if I'm right, I will. I will say that whoever wins the Ole Miss Arkansas game on Monday is playing for the national. Title. That would be my guess. Yeah, I'm maybe I'm just undervaluing Stanford. I've watched them play some, and I just wasn't blown away. I know they're good, and I watched them play UConn. UConn was not particularly good, and it was a they kind of struggled a little. It just was kind of weird. They're good. I mean, I get it. They're good. Yeah, I sure. just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That they're, they're back. They were there last year. Yeah. They got eliminated on that wild pitch against Vanderbilt. They oh, kind of yeah. had the game won, and I remember that pitcher threw it away. And little engine that could just chug a 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 chug. Brian Hall, thanks for the super chat. He says working theory due to the transfer portal. Bianco overvalued Gaddis, Washburn, and undervalued Delusion Elliott to start the season. I think with Elliott, he and he talked about this the other day. Chase can elaborate on it. I think sure. he was just trying to bring a freshman along slowly and not ruin his confidence or any of that. I don't I think I think you can it's somewhat indictable that Delusia did not have a starting role when SEC played started. I'm I'm good there. I, I'm not willing to hold it against him on Elliott because he's not the only coach in the country that tries to protect the freshman and, and make sure that you put him in spots where he can he can thrive over the course of a long season. I mean, and Hunter, frankly, might be a lot fresher right now because he didn't have a heavy workload early. I mean, Drew Pomeranz didn't start immediately as a freshman. Doug Nikhazy didn't start immediately as a freshman. I mean, you're 
I think I guess maybe Gunner did. I don't remember, but no, it's yeah. I, I'm not holding that against him at all. I'm not holding Hunter against him whatsoever. I think that's whatever. I tell you what, he did do. It, it's not even Gaddis. I mean, Gaddis was a weekend starter to start the year. He was looking for a left-hander. He was trying to break up the other guys. Gaddis was a starter at the D1 level. Now, I do believe he might have overvalued what Gaddis did in the second half of the season at Corpus Christi because that's a whole different environment if he was doing here. Um, he overvalued experience, frankly, is what he did. DeLucia was a candidate in that run to start throughout the fall, throughout the spring. It was said on multiple podcasts that we did from, from multiple people. Lafferty talked about it on the podcast. And they went with Derek and, and, and Drew because they were the experienced veterans who were already with the team. That That is what got overvalued, was just pitching the guys who had been around for a while. Yeah. Now, Mike's failure was not pitching DeLucia after he gave you that start against Kentucky, for damn sure. He pulled him back out because Alabama hit left-handers better than right-handers. Just throw your best guy. Right. Um, but, you know, look, that one win was almost really, really important. And sure. then uh, – you know, Hunter Elliott, not getting him a role. It's not even not starting, but not maybe maximizing what you do have with him. And you have to remember, Ole Miss lost two really close games to South Carolina, and Hunter Elliott did not pitch the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Didn't pick up a ball over those three games. So if you want to find some things, I think those are the two things that that really uh, that really does make an impact there. Yeah, I, Hunter has handled all these Doug Nikhazy comparisons well um, because that's not really fair, but keeps showing up and he does have long hair and wears 26 and he's left-handed and has some weird mannerisms and it's a little eerie I'll, most I'll, left-handers I'll have weird mannerisms they're just weird just people as, as left-handed people in general they're different strange. yeah uh so i get it um he handled scott barry's very like because he got asked about the press conference he handled the ribbing pretty well on on saturday barry uh said that when he was backing up something by this dugout, Barry said he looked over and he's never even used a razor in his life. Um, and some media member asked Hunter the last time he shaved. He said that he gets a little patchy at times, so two days ago he had to kind of clean it up. But, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty pretty uh, pretty baby-faced still, but he can throw baseball. He, he was throwing whipple balls up there for, uh, for Ole Miss. Um, I, I've gotten asked this. I have no idea if those USM kids are considering the transfer portal. There's some rumors out there that that was the case, but I I, I don't know. Um, well, there's one rumor that's fairly specific, and yeah, I've heard teams for both. But usually, I don't know. when the rumors get specific, is when you kind of perk oh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then you left-handed call, people yeah. are more introverted. Is that right? As a rule, they're kind of introverted. It's been my observation. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm an introvert. I need time to yeah. re- decompress, to kind of whatever. I've kind of become an introvert. I didn't used to be one. Yeah. I mean, occupationally, I have to be outgoing, but no, I will get drained. I will, I'll hit a limit where I go, okay, I need quiet time. I need to ghost. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, you know, so, extroverts and a lot of people, they gain energy by being around people. I kind of have a tank I can go to for a reserve, but when it's empty, it's kind of empty. Yeah. Like, we need to need, need to take a minute. I mean, that was – I mean, hell, I kind of did that on Sunday, even after after playing golf in Hattiesburg. I had a couple hours. I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of get away, take a shower, sort of whatever. I got to drive, got a game, because I, I thought Ole Miss was winning, so I was already planning to kind of get out of there when I, when I could. But nonetheless – Okay, talk more baseball in a second. First Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at... 
M- uh, sorry, communitymtg.com. We're also uh, brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a, Nis- for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Uh, great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're brought to you by Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Holcomb, Mississippi. They custom build your building to your specifications, however, want, however you want your carport, ATV or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Holcomb Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, and the doors, and Holcomb Portable Buildings makes it happen. In-house financing is available. There's free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Holcomb. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. Father's Day is almost upon us. Always hit the wrong button on that particular script. It's on me. Uh, it's a, Dead Soxy has the perfect gift for any budget, whether as a gift or buying for yourself. Dead Soxy is excited to help you celebrate with style. Go to deadsoxy.com, take advantage of their site-wide 35% off sale. Stock up on a gift your feet will thank you for time and again. Uh, go to deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE for 35% off your entire order. Happy Father's Day from Dead Soxy. Uh, my 10 weekend thoughts were up a day late because there was no point in writing them on Sunday without knowing what was going on with Ole Miss. So I wrote them on Monday. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch is used before or while you drink, overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20. But um, for the next little bit, I saw this on the board. Uh, they're bumping it to 50% off your purchase. Rebel Grove 20 is your code, but it's going to bump it to 50% at Game Changer Patches. Uh, Automation and Control Systems LLC is uh, owned and operated out of Baldwin, Mississippi by my friend Clay McNutt. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. Go to ACSLLC.com. I'm sorry, ACSLLCMS.com for more or call 662-601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com, or go to Instagram and see their Instagram page, including pictures of where you can celebrate dad with their fun Father's Day box. It's got the Mississippi Shake, Home Place Pastures, Charcuterie. It's got a jalapeno honey jam, mixed nuts, a cheese knife, and more. Good price on that. Call or email to pre-order. Pick up June 16th through 18th, so just a couple days away. That starts on uh, Thursday. That's johnsonhillcreamery.com. They make all their cheeses locally, in-house, here in Oxford, just off Molly Bar on White Oak Lane, 662-419-9201. One, yeah, I guess is it three national seeds that have made it into the uh, into the final group? Is that is that right? A and M, top eight is what I should say. Stanford, A and M, and or is that it? That's it. Oh, just two. Yeah, Oklahoma was a two. A and M was number five. Notre Dame was a two. Texas was nine. Arkansas was a two. Stanford was one. Ole Miss and Auburn. Auburn was one. Three. Sorry, it's Auburn. 
They were no, no, no. They weren't top eight. Sure, they were fifteen. Yeah, because if Auburn's yeah. a top eight, they really Sorry, got never, screwed. Sorry, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fault. Yeah, you're a top eight, but hey, Corvallis. Sorry, I got national seeds versus top eight a little mixed up in my head there. Butch Thompson's done a hell of a job. He's done one hell of a job. That guy, man. I'm He's just, been to Omaha two of the last three years now. I'm just telling you. I last know, three post I know we talk about other coaches, but if you tell me, you say this is all. Neil's all in over here. You get to have one guy be your coach of your program, and that's all you get to know. No one gets to tell you what your program is or anything. That's my guy. Go pluck my coach. You're picking Bush Thompson. If you take me and you go, here's the deal. You are – your new program. You are yeah. you are an AD. I'm not telling you where. And you got you have a, a yeah. A, so there's no. I'm not it, telling it, you it, where. Complete I'm, vacuum. I'm telling you that you you you're an AD and your school plays baseball. That's all that you get to know. Now, you here's one and a half million dollars to hire your baseball coach. Have anyone you want. He's taking the job. I'm hiring Thompson. I'm not even thinking about it. Why? Because dude just wins. He can win. He's taken Auburn. No, no offense to the Auburn people in the thread. I covered Auburn for six years. I have a lot of affection for Auburn. I do. It is the twelfth best baseball, eleventh best baseball program in the SEC. But yeah, they from a from a competitive standpoint, they're a true eleven point seven. Yeah. Um, they don't have scholarship programs that benefit them. Plainsman Park is 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 charming. It's outdated. I I used to really enjoy going to. Games it is my there. favorite small park, but I just put a disclaimer on. Yes, it. but it's they they've not kept up with LSU and Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Arkansas and Texas A and M from a facility standpoint. Hell, they hadn't kept up with Kentucky. But I'm just about in the West. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. They haven't kept up with them, and yet he just wins. Frankly, they haven't kept up with Alabama. Just Alabama, wins. from a park standpoint, okay. has updated their park. Yeah, I haven't been there. But they completely redid yeah. uh, Thomas Sewell Stadium. They, they Sewell just, Thomas Stadium. They just win. I mean, Ole Miss has put all this money into practice facilities. Um, I'm in Fayetteville fairly often. At the end of this renovation, Ole Miss will have put $80 million into its baseball facility. I mean, Arkansas's baseball practice area yeah. looks like a football indoor. I'm sure LSU has something similar. Um, I'm sure Texas A&M, with all their money, just either has or will. Yeah, um, and he just wins. He just wins. He figures out ways to win games. He's a he's a I think he's a really good game manager, and he's a very good program builder. And his programs are just steady. He's had one bad year, and I'm almost not even going to hold him against him last year during the coming out of COVID and all the stuff which nah, nah. you deal with. Whatever, yeah. They sucked last year. They were 10-20 yeah. in the league. Yeah. But, but whatever. Didn't suck this year. When a lot of people said they'll suck, they didn't. And they've done it without a ton of pitching. They're just, They're just fine. He kind of maximizes his roster. I mean, because I was going to go about him in a minute because of a quote. They're kind of the SEC version of, East Carolina a little bit where they just sort of pressure you and just kind of keep coming and do some things and keep that thing with duct tape and WD-40 and hope it works out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's an SEC version. It's a talented team. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But, yeah, they're not, they're not blowing you off the page with a bunch of draft guys. And the other thing about what he's done, he's at a school where baseball's not second. Well, it's 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 not even close to second. Um, well, it might be fourth on days the softball team's rolling. Football's one. Basketball there is too. Bruce has done a phenomenal job with with the Auburn program, and then you have 
There's other stuff. I mean, they're really into gymnastics there. They're into softball there. I mean, I know baseball's probably ahead of that. But, you know, the fans have other things they that they go to that they're interested in. So for him to do what he's done, it's just really remarkable. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, Ole Miss and Auburn share some things because of scholarships and things along those lines. But then from a resources standpoint, Ole Miss is Auburn on steroids in every way from a baseball standpoint. Facilities, crowds, money. Now they're paying Butch incredibly well. He's making like one and a half million all all in. I mean, really well. They're paying him enough to where hey, if he just wants a in hit in, in a way a better opportunity to win, he leaves. But I mean, he's doing a lot. He's in the College World Series two out of three times. I mean, I I think he goes somewhere else. But to be honest, he's got a pretty damn good gig, and he's. He can be there as long as he wants yeah, to be and, there. And, I mean, if There's no pressure. That's a nice place to live, wealthy. I mean, he didn't have a bad gig. No, it's a good gig. He's not in a meat grinder there. No. If they go 12 and 18 next year, they go, ah, okay. Sure. Cool. Don't do it a ton. A few people will grumble, but that won't be a big deal. Baseball's two at Ole Miss and State. It's probably it and you can argue lsu could argue it and maybe even could argue a&m although williams is doing a lot to change that yeah and i don't a&m i don't feel like a&m is they're invested don't get me wrong in baseball but i don't feel like it is the level of priority necessarily relative to an old miss and lsu and mississippi state even in arkansas yeah. like it like, Bluebell's got some parts of it. We go, hey, you guys need to get to work. It's third at Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's third. Yeah, sure. It's it's not even close. But A&M has not played the same arms race facility-wise that the other teams have played. Right. Now, they right. might do that now. I don't know. Because, frankly, they've been kind of tired of Childers forever before they finally fired him. Yeah. He had put a lull over that program in a lot of ways. And they were terrible. They just kind of whatever. But. No, look, I mean, Ole Miss or Auburn is going to be one game away from a catbird seat to play for a title. Sure. Here in in a few days. Sure. I don't know who Auburn's throwing. No idea. We'll get to that. That's minutia for, for later. That doesn't matter. My guess would be the guy who threw Saturday. Yeah. Whoever that was. And Ole Miss, go, again, they won two out of three. They won Friday and Sunday or either Thursday and Saturday. I forget what day the series started on uh, at Auburn to start the year. Got popped good in the middle game, and then I think they popped them both times in games they won. It feels like it was three blowouts, right? Do I remember that correctly? If I remember correctly, that's right. It's been a while. It's been yeah, it was 12, 13. It years. might as well have been a different season. Yeah, You're not going to be able to take much from that at this no. point. That is not. Uh, really almost nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing. Anybody that's looking at that, well, that was a tr- No. Well, you know, Gonzo, you were oh, you were two for nine again. Like, no, okay, great. But if you're right, I, I, if I remember correctly, Ole Miss won easily in the first game. Auburn blew them out in the second game, and Ole Miss pulled away in kind of a blowout in the third game. So, since you focused on the bracket, I'll ask you this: Yeah, they won thirteen six and fifteen two, and lost nineteen five. Yeah, there you go. Wasn't a lot of drama in those games. I mean, Jesus, that's when everybody was scoring runs for and against. And you thought, okay, Ole Miss might go seventeen thirteen, but they're going to have to. Gonna score three hundred runs to do it. Yeah. Um. So they didn't choose matchups for times. Those times were already established on the bracket. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. 
they didn't look at it and go, okay, Ole Miss and Auburn, Stanford and Arkansas, who do we want to put in the afternoon? Who do we want to put at night? How are we moving this thing? No, I, I looked at it on Saturday as I was getting ready to do that show because I knew I was going to be talking to myself for a while and I was fearful that nobody would call and that I would truly be talking to myself. And so I tried to understand the bracket and I felt like I had come to a consensus of thought in my feeble little head as to what it was and, and I was correct. I mean, I, I was corrected, but it turns out that the correction was incorrect and that I was correct. This isn't a huge deal, but I stumbled across this last night. I really think when he's out there playing golf with his buddies, he's like, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have jumped him on his own thing. And it it turns out I was wrong. Or do you think he just goes that jerk? He doesn't. He's he's a jerk. I get a text later. I doubt that. I don't think so. No. So I, I wish Cliff had taken 10 minutes. Before his quote, did you see this yesterday? Yeah, I did. I, I, I wish he'd have taken a minute. Um, I understand. I, I've said this to a lot of people. Cliff Godwin loves East Carolina more than most humans love any object that's not a family member. Um, and he's for context, he's sitting up there with a couple of his players. Yeah, who who were devastated. They've been with him for a while. They he's now zero and four in super regionals. He's had the goal since the day that he took this job in June of fourteen. Just to kind of he to basically told himself, I'm going to get them there before I go. Right, that is my goal. He 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 played for Keith LeClaire, who died of ALS, and there's a lot there. There's a lots of emotion, a lot of stuff with Cliff Godwin in East Carolina, and sure. he's had two great opportunities to advance to the College World Series. Now he's gotten blown out twice. Vanderbilt blew him out. Louisville blew him out. Two straight games. But he wins game one against Texas. In game two, he has a seven-to-two lead. Yeah, he has a five-run lead at one point, and then he has a three-run lead with five outs to go. Yeah. He's up 7-4 with an out in the I eighth. I think he was up 7-2 to two going to the seventh. Okay, yeah, and it was 7-4 in the eighth with one out. Because I was watching it in my hotel room. And they lose. They had no shot in game three. No. And then he had to sit through a six-and-a-half-hour lightning delay. Down four, down nothing. four, nothing in the first inning. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, my God, I, I, I can't tough, imagine. Tough day. And then in his first super regional, he won game one and lost to Texas Tech in thirteen innings in game two. Yeah, I mean it. Tough. I, I know all the we are Ole Miss stuff, but East Carolina's seen some stuff. They've been through some things here. Um, w a e c u. Oh man, for sure. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says he after the game he in his in his statement he says quote I don't care if I ever coach in the College World Series that's not my job my job is to develop these young men. I just wish he'd taken a minute. I, I hate that that is a quote that is going to be established to him for however long because frankly it's not true. He doesn't believe it. He was crushed and dealing with a very difficult conversation sitting next to two kids who he loves yeah two kids who've been he with was him trying for a to take time. it off them two kids who have been with him for a long time two kids that he loves two kids that he probably loves their families by this point two kids that are far more to him than baseball players yeah and two and those two kids cliff would have loved nothing more than for those two kids and the other kids on his team to get to go to omaha Getting to Omaha would have meant, I think for Cliff, it would have meant more for him for the kids than it would have meant for him. Does that make sense? Oh, sure. Would have been a lot for him, yeah. but it would have meant a lot to him for his school and 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 for those kids. And those kids, I suspect, were crushed. I suspect Cliff had just walked out of a of a very teary eyed locker room, and he just said something that 
I'm sure he wishes he could take back. Now, let me be clear here. I don't think it's going to hurt his career. It's not hurting. Say, no, it, it is not changing his job prospects or anything else. It's, it's, it, it's all good. But his heart was in the right place. Sometimes you sit down in those rooms too soon. Sometimes you say things you wish you didn't say in the heat of the moment. And that was... I've said this. Look, we get into we get into little skirmishes with coaches occasionally. Media's stupid. We ask dumb things. Yeah. We do dumb things. We're horrible. Yeah, we, we're, we're not harmless in we're, this we're at the, all. We're, our field's the very worst set of people. And you, you're talking to people five minutes after professional failures that are devastated where sure. they had to deal with kids sure. right before that. Sure. Give them a little break. I I get it. I mean, well, I mean, you know, the goal. If you screw up a spreadsheet at work, five minutes later, somebody's not going, hey, Bill. (laughs) What the hell in that that, that A cell there, bud? Like, tell me about that. I mean, hey, Bill, it turns out that your sales projections were incorrect. Can you reflect on exactly how bad you screwed (laughs) that up? Bill, what, what were you actually focused on at nine eighteen there, Bill? What was what was going on? I mean, yeah, you don't. Bill, do you remember at nine seventeen when you got on the message board of that team that you cheer for? Wouldn't that <laughs> time? Wouldn't that time have been better spent focused on getting the the, the Smith account? <laughs> <laughs> Bill, but, you just came out of the office getting uh, chewed out by the boss. Can you discuss that conversation and how it made you feel? Seriously, same I, thing. It's the same thing. I mean, Cliff had just walked out of a of a locker room yeah. with devastated kids who felt like they had failed because their goal was to get to Omaha. I mean, you see all the celebrations on the field. They also show you the other dugout. The other dugout had just won a regional. Yeah. The other dugout went into that weekend thinking we're two wins from Omaha. Yeah. East Carolina had 48 hours where they were one win from Omaha and had about an hour where they were a few outs from Omaha. And then to not get there is tough. I'm gonna, I got a couple things here. I'm gonna, let's come back to the stream. I got I want, I want to talk about a couple of those things. We're going to get off the Godwin thing. That's not overly important today. But I, I do have a couple observations on that. So we're going to do that in one second. First, tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-R-C. Service people across rural communities, two packages, the the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, and more. So call the office, get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Go to collegecornerstore.com, enter College World Series in the search, and you can get your Ole Miss-branded CWS gear from them. It's, again, collegecornerstore.com. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, also home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team get in touch with them they'll conduct a complimentary no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan it's mypinwealth.com m-y-p-i-n-n wealth.com john edwards of regency travel incorporated in memphis is the guy to go to if you want a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories 
just give John some parameters, give him a budget. He will give you options and know this. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag up at rebelgrove.com tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If your company is looking to fire, to fire, to hire quality, hard to find talent, service specialists can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at service specialist ltd.com i anticipate taping a another edition of the peyton chatney show this evening um we peyton and i texted back and forth yesterday so i think that's the schedule it's brought to you by the rogue the rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife there's the perfect something for everyone at the rogue all the best items from peter millar martin dingman jack victor halsey true grit and more 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. I guess it's brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Five different flavors, including the new, most recent ones. They have the Simply Shrimp, which you can season yourself. It's great for kids. Do whatever you want to it to uh, satisfy your palate. And the garlic herb butter, it is a, uh, it's a meal in and of itself. Put it with veggies, pasta, and, uh, and more there. Shrimp scampi, even pair it with a steak. So that's Prime Shrimp, 10 minutes. From freezer to plate, and shipped directly to your door for restaurant-quality shrimp. Again, primeshrimp.com. Use code MPW for $20 off your first order. So, yeah, look, they do. I mean, they make a lot of money to answer questions, and that is part of the job. I'm, I'm not feeling sorry for them at all. That is, that, that's not really it. But in that moment, the money is completely irrelevant to the human interactions that are going on at that time, and that's not changing how you're answering those questions. I mean, look, it's part of the gig. I mean, they know going in, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and they're not asking for whatever in that. But it, it, in that moment, Cliff wasn't counting a paycheck. No. That was not what was going on in his head there. He would have given a paycheck up at that moment, too. We got a glimpse into just how much he cares about those kids. It's that's, Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a team... And this is relevant. Look, does Cliff bunt more? Because he's going to get a big job at some point. Is he going to bunt more than I like, more than Swivel like? Yeah, it, it is part of his offensive scheme to some point. But I think, and look, and I'm not blaming anybody on the stream. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a sicko. You have to delve into what ECU's roster looks like a little bit and what their team is. He doesn't have a ton of talent. He has a couple dudes who can play. He's, he, has, he has some stars, but mm-hmm. – they lost their top pitcher in a first-round pick prior to the season because of a failed PED test. So he's a pitcher down. They've done this entire thing with relievers for the most part. They've just thrown in there and tried to make it work. And offensively, it's just about applying pressure anywhere you can apply it and hope that the other team breaks down a little bit. And if they don't, you lose. Right. That's 
because they don't have the ability to stand up there and just hit 340 and and do that. So the truth is, the fact that they were as close as they were to beating a hell of a to job. beating Texas was a hell of a coaching job. I mean, I'm and sure I, Cliff at one point looked across the field and went, "Whoa, talent wise, we well, got a problem." I'd love to have those dudes. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Texas looks pretty good getting off the bus. Yeah, they switch rosters, and I like Cliff's chances to have won with the Longhorns over sure. the course of the three days. Um, so yeah, look, it's 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 roster relevant. He was. If he's at Ole Miss with Jacob Gonzalez and Tim Oko, he's not bunting the same amount that he's bunting at East Carolina yeah. with the current team that he has. Still, I don't like the bunting. Well, no, I mean, I don't. Giving, I thought Ole Miss bunting too much early. I know it went for a hit in yeah. the first thing against Southern, but. You're giving outs away. Just hit. Don't give outs away. Just hit. Don't give outs away. Uh, Matt, to answer your question in the thread, we won't spend more than a split second on it. I do. I like the idea of trading the 30th pick down the road for a pick that will almost certainly be higher than 30th. Had no problem with what they did yesterday. They've got to what the Thunder. They have yeah, a, sure. a really clean balance sheet at the end of the 2022-23 the, uh, season. Now, Jermichael Green's contract will come off the books – um, Kimball Walker's contract will come off the books. Derek Favors' contract will come off the books. That's going to be a really clean sheet to work with. I said this on the uh, on the message board, but just for people to be aware, um, from a calendar standpoint, because uh, Mike talked about this the other day, or maybe Scott Barry. I don't know. I'm coaches and it's kind of running together. Who did what? Um, the baseball draft has been moved. It's July 17th to 19th this year. And the deadline for players to sign is August 1st. So it's a tight window right here. There's a 20 rounds in this draft at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a couple huge guys that Ole Miss is looking at, trying to at least get one of them. They're going to lose Jackson Ferris. He's going pro. I mean, he's about to make a bazillion dollars. Um, Couldn't he get that in NIL? Uh, he could not get that, no. I mean, that, I think there's a couple guys where NIL could, uh, could keep them around for a yeah. year. I do not believe Jackson Ferris is one of those human beings. It better be. Well, what about – I mean, college experience and and the the, the quarterback at Tennessee might blush at whatever the number would take for Jackson. What what about, what about girls on, on campus? Yeah, that'll do it. (laughs) Um, yeah. Roman Anthony is the guy that you're trying to get, that you're focused on. That's the, that's what you're hoping is not a white whale that might actually, uh, might actually work out. But yeah, uh, Jackson Ferris is not that guy. I mean, credit to Carl. Got him. Hey, look, it's on your list. But I mean, couldn't he do a show on MPW Digital? Luke better have a really good quarter. <laughs> uh, better be a better be a, a, a mighty fine quarter for uh, for the Rogue there in uh, in Jackson. Yeah, they, like they've got Anthony listed twenty fourth overall. Um, I think if he's in the top forty picks, he's probably gone. That's yeah. the one to watch. Is is Roman Anthony? He's an outfielder from Florida. I think he might have been Florida's Gatorade Player of the Year. Um, stud, really, really, really good. Um, and Ole Miss desperately needs an outfielder. That's the one area. Yeah, maybe even beyond arms, frankly, depending on how some stuff shakes. That I do think they uh, they they need for next season. That's my uh, that's my guess. Um, the Powder Blues are not dead. Um, the pitcher gets to pick the uniform, and they've just been doing a lot of navy lately. They were hot in it. Um, they wore red against. Somebody, um, somewhere, and then 
I guess it was in Miami. Delusha typically does not do that, and he chose to wear blue, and that kick-started the weekend because Elliot normally always does, and it just kept him in blue. So it's a, it's no conspiracy. Ole Miss is not phasing out the powder blue. Somebody actually asked Mike that in the press conference. On uh, Oh, my God, are you serious? Uh, don't get me started. I couldn't get the microphone. I was standing and I was sitting in the No, I want to do this. This is my show, too. I want to talk about this. What happened? I was sitting in the front right corner, and, I mean, look, credit to Southern Miss. They ran a great tournament from a media standpoint. They have the best press box in Mississippi from a baseball standpoint. They ran a great tournament from a press standpoint. Okay. But there's a lot of media. Yeah. There's a lot of media. Media. There's a lot of media. Thank you. Only two people got shunned over the course of the the, the day in the press box for cheering. Well, if you cheer in the press box, you One should be shunned. Team. You should be shunned if the you USM cheer in the press box. The USM got bit hard and quick. It was like, ooh. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, we usually don't get that. And then, like, it was good. I'm for that. It if, was kind of in my ear, too. It was like, it was, I'm, I'm glad the guy did it because it was when Ole Miss hit into the double play early and you heard, yep. Oh, no. And can't happen. And it like broke, it was like breaking the sound barrier in there because it's quiet. I mean, you know, everybody's just kind of minding their own business. And it was like, um, you always love that fans are like, oh, I would love to do what you do. I'm like, well, you do understand that you'd have to sit in a press box and be quiet. Dead quiet. You don't get to cheer. There's not even a ton of conversation, frankly. I mean, a little bit, blah, blah, blah. I wear yeah. headphones, even if they're not on, so that people think I have headphones in. <laughs> you put them at least in like transparency mode where you can hear in them still. So it's not yeah, impacting. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I prefer that no one talk to me at that point. So Because I'm trying to work. The microphone got started in the back, and it just stayed with the TV people for like 10 minutes. And we were like, hey, can we whatever? And I actually had to kind of – I didn't get it the entire press conference, and I had one question I wanted to ask. Nobody had asked it. And the guy's like, hey, we got time for one more question. And I took the mic, and he's like, no, it's not your turn, and took it from me and handed it to somebody else. Oh. And the question was, hey, Coach, are you thinking about still wearing the navies all the time? And I'm like, we have one question left. Who who was it? Just tell me a media outlet. Uh, 24-7. And – I was like, okay, and I I looked at the guy, and I'm like, please, and he kind of laughed. He goes, yeah, okay, whatever, and then I took the mic back, and I was like, okay, thank well, you. What was your inane question? <laughs> um, Mike was asked earlier about the 7-14 and 14 stretch and kind of what happened, what was it like, and he talked about the players leading them. Um, and when I asked him, was I said, I know you mentioned the players, but what did you do? What was your tone? How did you try to come to the park every day? What was your sort of message? And he – he gave the answer about challenging his coaches, challenging his players to just focus on what they could actually control, and then he broke off into a story about how Chris Coughlin had talked to them Before during the Missouri, Missouri series, series right. and told them not to change their goals, that once you do that, it changes the way you you prepare for things moving forward after that. Um, so, yeah, that was, and then that, that, that closed the, the press conference. Well, that wasn't nearly as good as, are you guys just going to keep wearing Navy? They haven't worn powder since Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. They wear powder that sure. night. Well, that's why they won. They wore Navy. If you think you won because you wore Navy, you probably did. Yeah, I mean, I wish they'd worn gray on Sunday just to freak the fans out. S- same. <laughs> I hadn't seen it all year. <laughs> Come out in a... Yeah. No, I mean, I should have raised my hand earlier. Probably. I don't know. I just was trying to, was trying to be polite. And Seventeen minutes later, it was still hanging out with the TV people. Fine. 
And sometimes the TV people don't ask great questions. No, they ask a lot of questions to get a specific answer for TV. Right. Most, and often the, the I think they're taught this honestly. I, I'm not even necessarily trying to be an ass or anything. I think little because you hear it all the time. Hey, how excited are you for this? To get the real quick five seconds. Hey, it's really cool. We're going to Omaha next yeah. week. Or sometimes they'll they have to ask it because they need the guy looking at them. So they'll ask the exact same question that was just asked. Right. To get the the face to face. That happens at football all the time, and I want to throw stuff against the wall. Was it a TV guy that used to talk to Hugh about NASCAR all the time? Yeah. Was that a TV guy? Yeah. Near the end of press conferences. Yeah. That was not well received. At first it was fine, and then after a while people kind of moaned and groaned. Like, what are we doing? Um, I don't know the answer to this. I would assume Auburn is the home team because they're a seed. But yes, I don't Auburn know is that. the home team. Okay. Yeah, that was my that was my guess. Best um, uniform in the College World Series, Spencer wants to okay, know. Okay, the worst ones are Notre Dame. Those are horrible. And they could be great. You have a, a great green shade, a navy, and white. But they beat Tennessee twice in that. I guarantee you that's what they're and wearing. And those ugly-ass blue that's things? That's what they wore. What is the thing on the sleeve? Is it some sort of like cathedral design? That's, that's what it appears to be, yeah. Okay, what is that? Well, I, I don't know. But, I mean... Great colors in the great gold batting helmet. You have so much to work with there, yeah. and you do that. Yeah. I don't understand it. Um, Oklahoma has good suits. They do a really traditional cream, crimson stuff. Oh, that's that looks a fantastic good. one. They have better suits than A&M. A&M's yeah. fine, but it's maroon. Yeah. Um, Texas has really good baseball uniforms. Yeah. There's really nothing they do wrong from baseball Let's give Texas stuff. credit for something. Yeah, sure. For the overwhel- overwhelming most part, Texas, their entire uniform game in every sport is... Because it's simple. They don't screw it Well, up. that's fine. I'm giving them credit for it. It's, it's really nice. Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC do bring really good uniforms to the, to the party. They're, they're curtains from an old church. Okay. Is that true? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's crown molding. <laughs> it does look like that. <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, and then on Ole Miss's side. Um, yeah, Texas has the best suits. Oklahoma's two. A&M's three. Notre Dame's four. Okay, on that side. Right. Yeah. yeah. You good there? Yeah, I'm good there. I mean, I, you could argue Oklahoma more, but I like the orange difference more. I think I'm, I'm, I'm Texas one. I did not like Stanford's suit last night. The black was awful. I don't understand why you do that. Everybody else does pretty damn well. There's not a bad suit out of Auburn, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. I don't like the Arkansas top that says Arkansas Razorbacks. It's too it's got much. Too much. Yeah. It's, now when they wear their cream, it's, it's fantastic. It's that good. is a beautiful look. It's I mean, good. sorry, y'all can excuse me, whatever you want. That that I, that that is perfect. That's good. Um, yeah, Arkansas. That's actually a work because I hate both of and them, and I like their gray because their gray is very simple and it's good. It's not the Ole Miss gray anymore. It's no, not the same uh, it one. They a, used to have the same yeah, suit. Yeah, no, they got rid of the gusset. Well, it's like LSU has a gray that's great. They're both Nike. Like Ole Miss, just call them, tell them to put right. Ole Miss across the front yeah. where it says Tigers and wear yeah. that suit. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Just copy LSU, whatever they're doing, and do that. The only thing I'm thinking right now, Arkansas's gray. Does it say Razorbacks or Arkansas? Because that's going to go a long way into what I oh, think Oh, hold on. Because let's, let's, let's. you can't put your mascot on the road gray. <laughs> 
You can't. That's a rule. It says Arkansas. Okay. It says Arkansas. I'm good. And yeah. they have a white uniform that says Razorbacks. It does. It says Razorbacks. And that's good. I'm looking I'm, at it right now. I mean, and then the suit that you were talking about has their A on it. The cream. Yes. Yeah, it's spectacular. Yeah, it has the A on it. And you're okay with the same logo being on the chest and the cap. Yeah. Okay. Why not? I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. I'm going through this. That's a really good look. Okay. I like Ole Miss's uniforms. I like the blue. I like the red. I like the powder. I think the powder's really good. I'm, I, I wish Ole Miss had a non-pinstripe white Their whites uni. were so good. It was so good, and I don't know why they got away from it. I, I'll, That's the suit they got rid of. Well, it's the question that I have. If I could sit down and talk to people at Ole Miss about uniforms, it would be two things. I'd have two questions. <laughs> okay. I would. Because it's 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 a really good color scheme. It's hard to screw it up. Like Ole Miss has a great cap, right? Yeah, all the caps are great. Yeah. No so I would say why can't you look around the country, find a road uniform that you like, a gray road uniform that you like, and go just put Ole Miss on that. That's it. So I gotta change that to Navy and then do yeah, that. Put yeah, put Ole Miss in Navy, outlined in a little red, and put it on a gray uniform. Match a stripe down the side. Of, the, of your pant, and you're done. And then with the white uniform, I, I'll never – why do you not have a white uniform? You say, it can say Ole Miss. It can say Rebels, whatever. You would put it across other than using, like, the interlocking on the chest, like or, Arkansas. Or you could do the interlocking UM on yeah. a white. But a clean white uniform, why you don't – With that navy hat with the red bill. Yeah, why you don't it's, have that is beyond me. And it's I don't, fantastic. I don't. Under, I mean, I I would be hand raised guy in that meeting room that just goes. Because frankly, I'd what be willing to sacrifice the navy tops. I mean, you keep them; they're not hurting anything. Sure. But well, I mean, I've told you what I would do if I were Ole Miss. Yeah. The powder uniform would, road would be suit. my road road suit. Yeah. And I would have a white home suit that looked really good. That you could still wear the pant with the red top or the blue top or whatever. And if you wanted to wear the powder at home on Sundays or what, you could. I wouldn't hate Ole Miss going to some sort of V-neck, kind of like Oklahoma State, too. Kind no. of the old school retro V-neck. I'd like to see it, but yeah. Yeah. Navy with yeah. – I'd like for that to be their Navy, I guess, jersey. I think that would work. Yeah. You could wear it home or road. Yeah. It could work on white or gray. What I was going to say is the Arkansas Razorbacks thing are all in one place that's so bad. It's the a little bit worse equivalent of I'm hating these, and I guess it's is it Nike that's doing it? The white suits with the font that's too small. It's like stretched across the front. Yeah. Tennessee does this. I saw Columbia. It's it's like wide and but the letters are are tiny. They're short. And it doesn't it doesn't fill the is space it like a, across the a minimalist approach or something. Is that what that's about? I don't know. I mean it's it's yeah, we do need. We need to just bring Keith on. We'll talk nothing but uniforms for twenty minutes. <laughs> well, there's no other topic now, so come on. That's true. Got to fill it with something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, credit to yeah, you're right. Oregon State's hats with the beaver on them were good. I had no problem with that yesterday. Yeah, it's okay. It was the better version of the Virginia Tech. Did you watch any of this? They had the hokey, the turkey on their hats. Yeah. And it was trying to copy the Orioles, but it didn't work. And it was like the caps didn't fit. Like every one of the players had them just kind of sitting on their head. It was not a, oh, it was not a good deal. Yeah, not 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 good at all. And it looked worse because they were on the field with Oklahoma. Yeah, we were just like, you you look better than we do. Yeah, and what you're doing? 
Oklahoma does a really good job with uniforms. Yeah, well, we'll see them a lot. I mean, six of the eight teams in the College World Series are either current or future SEC programs. It's Notre Dame, Stanford, and then six future SEC teams. All right, they want us to talk in a minute. They want us to talk about the strongly worded letter from I have it up. We'll our come boy to Ross. That. Yep. We'll your, come to, your boy Ross. Your pal Ross. We'll come to that in a second. First about GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. With their uh, med packs, they're now available in the Oxford community, and they individually package your medication for when you need it. Morning pouch, evening pouch, you know the score. We're trying to help parents make sure they're on top of their medication. It's great for that. Pharmacy really cares about you, so change over. If you're with the Big Box Pharmacy, all you do is make one call, and they'll take care of the rest. That's GNM on South Lamar, free delivery in the Oxford area, and that's 662-236-2222. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear liners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Brought to you by Bell & Grove. They're based out of Chattanooga. They are a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rates possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for your shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, uh, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move more product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions including uh, horseback riding offerings and competitions. Last weekend, uh, they were in a competition. not sure where this was. It was in Germantown, Tennessee. Um, Mary Bailey Rivers was the champion in high children's adult jumpers. Bowers Cone trained her. Uh, Libby Craddock, our friend uh, Ben Craddock's daughter, was second place in the uh, $5,000 Gambler's Choice event. So, your uh, young person can take advantage of those opportunities as well by getting in touch with the people at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. So I had missed this somehow. Uh, the SEC, sorry, Texas A&M um, sends a letter or an email, not even a letter, an email to the uh, to the SEC, to the SEC, and they ask for um, an apology. They ask yeah. for punishment. Yeah. Or the uh Actually they said an apology would not in and of itself be enough. An apology was just a, an absolute starting spot. <laughs> um I mean I have it here. Yeah. It says uh let's see. Let me find it. Okay. <laughs> We write to express Texas A&M University's disappointment and outrage at the recent statements made by Alabama University. Alabama University. I mean, guys. Come on. How many people looked at this stupid email 
Alabama University? Look, sometimes when you write in a, in a fit of rage, a fit of outrage. They also they also capitalized head football coach. That always bothers me. Yeah. You don't capitalize head no. football coach. No. It's not president. No. I mean, journalist McCready, capital J. Head football coach Nick Saban that A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, likeness. Um, that's how it started. Coach Saban's statement was a blatant violation of SEC bylaws regarding sportsmanship. More significantly, without citing any facts to support his statement. Did you really want him to do that? Coach Saban is accusing every single player in A&M's recruiting class and current football team of violating NCAA NIL guidelines and Texas state law. Coach Saban's statement is false, but needs the dignity of the SEC and corrosive to the fabric of sportsmanship in college football as a whole, mm. and especially within the SEC. Yeah. We expect the league to take a strong public action against Coach Saban and the University of Alabama to demonstrate that such unprofessionalism and disrespect for So Texas they got A&M. University of Alabama right the second time. They did, okay. yes. yes. Yeah. It's like Mississippi Ole Miss, second reference, so I get it right. <laughs> and disrespect for Texas A&M student-athletes, coaches, and the university as a whole. Because there's not, nothing worse than disrespect. Will not be tolerated. No, sir. A public apology from Saban to Fisher, Aggie football, and Texas A&M University is a good starting point. But the league should also consider monetary and participation penalties mm. against Coach Saban. Thank you for your concern and prompt attention to this serious matter. Mm. It, it lacked everything but best at the bottom because who signed it? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> also, in the middle of all this is how uh, Fisher told. Sankey that he was going to do a press conference that morning and Sankey told him not to go over the line. And Greg apparently believed Jimbo that he would stay on one side of the line during that press conference that he clearly did not stay. Well, I mean, Sankey doesn't have the authority to tell Jimbo not to do a no, press conference. No, he just, no. He just like, hey, be cool. He wasn't cool. No. <laughs> Greg just, wears a whoop. I'd like to sing the whoop during the press conference. Well, I don't think he was. I think he was in the air and found out about it. When really? He landed. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't happy. No, I wouldn't think. And I don't think he was happy with Saban from the night before. Earlier in the afternoon, uh, Sankey wrote to Bjork and said, "I do not view suspension or financial penalty as appropriate at this time." It was in the uh, the response from Greg to Ross. In other words, know your place. Like, you do know how much money that guy's made. Sankey's response huh? to Bjork. While working to finalize a press release focused on Coach Saban's public comments, I was made aware of video of Coach Fisher's press conference. After reviewing statements made by Coach Fisher, he also fell short of the expectation in SEC bylaw 1052 <laughs> yeah. as he directed public criticism toward another institution staff member. While to a certain extent his desire to clarify the record is understood, Elements of Coach Fisher's comments are in conflict with the membership established expectations. <laughs> yeah. In other words, buzz off. Yeah, that was yeah. what that politically and legally said there. And you know, line. any chance of me kind of getting on Nick a little bit? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, kind of disappeared. Jimbo's press conference. When you go back and read it, it was spectacular. The actual quotes are are fantastic. God complex. You think he's a God. Ask how God did things. <laughs> that game. October 8th. Ole Miss plays Vanderbilt. I'm praying. I'm sorry. Alabama gotta minus. got to have 11. Alabama minus seven. Oh, lay them all day. 
But I mean, A&M is going to be like six and zero, seven and one. No, I'm saying the line. Though. Yeah, I, seven, ten. From your mouth to God's no more ears, than 10. give it to me right now. I'm heading to Vegas. You'll take that today. Oh, dude. And if I lose, I lose. I'll feel good about it all the way through. Alabama in games that they have circled, starred, Mm -hmm. highlighted, underlined, they typically kick ass. And that's all of the above. I'm trying to think what the line would have to get to to lend me pause. I think anything over 20 and a half. Oh, come on. You're not laying 20. I'd consider it. Would you really? Mm Mm-hmm. That feels high. Anything over 20 and a half, and I'd start thinking about it. I'd start thinking, I don't know. I don't feel good about this. But if you offered me like 12 and a half, in, sign me up. Um. Some baseball news. I know we have a lot of Braves fans. Uh, Ozzy Albies uh, fractured his left foot last night. I, saw that. I don't know how long he's out. Um, Braves have won 12 in a row. They are now uh, in second place in the NL East, five games back of the Mets, who have just been outstanding this season. So there's, a, there's that. Don't know an injury timeline if anybody's curious. No. Cubs lose again last night. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I, I honestly, I have no idea. You really not? I don't even know who they played. Um, I think they played San Diego. The, the Cubs are currently 23-37, and 37, 11 back of the Cardinals, mm. and one and a half ahead of the Reds for the seller. All right. Yeah. There's so we one. lost again last night? I don't know. I didn't chase it. Let's see. I'll look. The Mets are 40-22. and 22. My phone gives me an update 15 minutes before every Cubs game, and I now just look at it and go, I don't care. The Yankees are 44-16. and 16. Cubs lost four to one. Did they? Yeah. Yankees are really, really good. Okay. The Padres, the Giants, and the Braves are all tied for the wild card spots right now. I know we need to get under the pennant race at the moment. So And there's a lot of baseball left to be played. A little bit, yeah. And if you're miserably bad, that's a long season. It becomes dog days quickly. Yeah, the Cubs have played. 60 games. They have 102 games left to play in this miserable campaign. Whew. People running your Twitter account and stuff, they earn their money at that point. Hey, be funny. Be creative. Stay positive. Guys. Yeah. What Stay positive. What are we telling? What are we doing around? Yeah. The, ooh. yeah. And don't, don't, don't get negative. Not for a single minute. Yeah. All right. Be back tomorrow, as Neil said. Uh, Going to be guests coming up on the show the rest of the week and then leading up to uh, Ole Miss and Auburn. Driving a long way for the Tigers and the Rebels to uh, to play baseball Saturday night, 6 o'clock from Omaha, Nebraska, the last game of the first round of games there at the College World Series. So have a good day. We'll have content at rebelgrub.com, and we'll talk to you again soon.